the Tzemach Tzedek was personally involved in the education and guidance of each of his children. However, the Maharash's siblings, they were astounded at the extent how much their father was involved in his chinuch of, of their youngest brother. Um, greatly more than anything they ever had. They noticed how their father was paying attention to every little detail of his uh, development. Nothing was too small. And even when he played, he was instructed to play in his father's room. I like that. The Al-Tarebbe told the Tzemach Sedek when he was a little boy to play in his room. But they didn't look that anything was special or extraordinary with this kid. They're just like, okay, he's the youngest kid, you know. Remember, when the Tzemach Sedek was three, he already had three siblings who were married. So they looked at it, oh, it's a little baby of the family, right? So, the, so Tati's pay, giving him more attention. At around the age of five, he began learning Tanakh and Mishnayis Palpeh. And by the time he was seven or eight, he was fluent in many sections already. And his father would test him on things that he memorized. And the Marash would use this opportunity to ask his father any questions he didn't understand. One of the Malamdim of the for the children and, and not just for the children of the Rebbe, but like even the like all the, the members, the extended family, Beisarav, his name was Rev Pesach. And because the boys were all different ages, ranging from seven to ten, so he made a system that he would teach each age group according to its level. So after davening, he would teach Chumash to the entire class. And then he would tell the younger boys to review what they learned. And he would, have, and he would use that time while they were reviewing. He would do Mishnayis and Gemara with the older boys. Now since the Rebbe's youngest son was only seven, so he was put in the Chumash class together with those boys of his age. However, more than once, the Pesach caught him, caught little Shmuel, listening into the Gemara class. And he, and he called him over, he said, you can't do this, you're supposed to be reviewing your Chumash now. You're not supposed to be listening to the Gemara. But uh, the, the, he kept listening to the, to the shiurim that he was giving to the older students. And the Pesach decided to show the boy the importance of reviewing the Chumash. And he took him aside and he started asking questions on the Chumash that they were learning. He said as soon as, in his head he was thinking, as soon as this boy sees that he doesn't know it 100%, he'll realize he has to do more Chazara. However, to his amazement, the boy answered every single question 100%. And seeing that he was understanding the Chumash perfectly, so he gave him permission to continue listening in on the Gemara lessons. And shortly afterwards, he basically officially became a member of the older class. In addition to being tested on a weekly basis by, by the Malamid, the Tzemach Sadek himself tested the class once a month. Imagine you're a bunch of kids learning together and, and the Rebbe comes in to test you once a month. So not only did Shmuel 
perform uh, the best in the class in Chumash, he did better than all the boys in Gemara too. On one particular occasion, that Pesach was unable to uh, hold back his surprise and he said, oh, he did so well. So the Tzemach Sadek says, what's the big deal that someone born on Tiferes, Shebi Tiferes, which uh, if by the Sphere Sa'imer every day has a, right? So let's say your birthday is on Malchus, Shebi Malchus, because you're on the last day of Sphere Sa'imer. But the Tzemach Sadek was Bay's ear, which is Tiferes, Shebi Tiferes, meaning beauty inside of beauty. Uh, that he uh, that he does exceptionally well. Like who? Like big deal. Like what do you think is going to happen? Now the Marash's knowledge and his his clarity. It wasn't just about things that he was taught by his teachers. There were many subjects that he learned on his own as well. Um, and and we can see this from the from the following story. Once there was a very famous rav called Harav David Luria, Radal he was called. And he visited Lubavitch. Um, so so there are just a little bit about the Radal. He was one of the leading Rabbonim and Askonim. Askonim means someone who acts on behalf of the Yidin in Russia. Um, so the, the Radal originally studied in Vilna and he married into a family from that city. And he was basically associated with the Misnagdisha side of things. And his visit to speak to the Rebbe, the Tzemach Sadek, it showed that, uh, that at the time of the Tzemach Sadek, it wasn't like in the times of the Alter Rebbe and the Middle Rebbe. There was a lot more unity between the Chassidim and Misnagdim. So anyways, the Radal arrived in Lubavitch once. And he came to discuss uh, different community matters with the Tzemach Sadek, to get the Rebbe's guidance, how to, how to proceed with certain things. While he was waiting to go into the Rebbe's room, so he calls the Rebbe's youngest child, right, the Marash, and he starts testing him in his learning. And before long, remember we said the, the, the Marash was always very happy and smiling, you know, that was always very joyful. Um, but as, but, but as, when the question started, he became more serious to answer the questions. And the other Rabbanim who were there, they're listening in, as this little boy is getting tested by one of the greatest Rabbanim in Russia. And they, they weren't just seeing that he was answering the questions. He was answering it, like, easily. So the Radal, Reb David Luria, he stepped it up a notch and he started asking harder questions, more difficult ones. And to their great amazement, he just keeps answering it like nothing. So after answering a certain question, so Reb David Luria... Yeah, are you sure? He says, uh, are, are, are you sure you're correct? And he says, yeah, I'm sure. And he, he, he starts questioning the response. And he brings proofs that, that he's not correct. And to their surprise, this little boy starts answering back why he's wrong. Why the Radao is wrong. And, and he's proving it that he's wrong. And realizing that he made a mistake, the Radao stood up and in front of everyone admitted that this child was correct. Soon after, Harav David entered the Rebbe's room. And... Uh, received his guidance uh, about the community things that he came and then he repeated to the Tzemach Tzedek what just happened outside with his son and the Rebbe says to him why are you surprised? his bris was on Tiferes Shebenetzach right he was born Tiferes Shebenetzach 
eight days later, is Tiferes Shabbat beauty inside of victory. Meaning, that's why he's able to win. Um, since he was the Rebbe's youngest son, the, <coughs> the Hasidim, they loved uh, interacting with him, playing around with him, games and stuff like that, talking to him, schmoozing. Uh, at times he would amuse them, sometimes uh, he would show off his uh, woodworking skills and other things. And one of his, one of his uh, favorite Hasidim that he used to love to play with is, is the Hasidim of Shmuel Barasover. And the Marash once climbed onto his shoulders and he said in a playing type of way, he's like, I'm Shmuel Aleph and you're Shmuel Beis, right? Because they're both named Shmuel. Um, but his, uh, his interactions, his, his uh, spending time with his father's Hasidim wasn't always in a playful way. Often, he would say a Hasidic shivart that the Hasidic assumed that he got it from somewhere else. So for example, it was on Shabbos Bereshis in 1840, when he was six years old, he said to the Hasidim that Shabbos Bereshis has a special chain, like a, a grace, a charm, that someone who serves Hashem out of love appreciates it. Now the Hasidim were so astounded by the depth of, uh, of the saying that they, they said, there's no, he didn't make that up. He probably heard it from his father. And maybe he didn't fully understand the, the explanation behind it. So after all, even the, the exceptional Hasidim were uplifted by this new concept. And if they weren't the ones who said it, right, it must have been the Rebbe. Because how could such a young child come up with such an idea on his own? That's what was going on in the Hasidim's head. So trying to find out a deeper meaning... They mentioned it to the rabbi, that's a Mahsadek. And to their surprise, he said, I actually did not say that thought. That, he made that up himself. I will now explain a deeper meaning of what he said, though, once he said it. And he then started talking about it uh, in much de- greater detail. Um, the Friedrich Rebbe notes that as great as the Maharaj was at that age, he didn't yet have that deep understanding. However, since a Rebbe is an Atzmi, meaning a Rebbe is someone who's like automatically connected to Hashem. So he got, was able to get to such a level that was applicable to him, meaning that he was able to reach a level that, that he didn't have to try hard to reach it. Now, he did have to try hard in other areas, but in, his, in regards to his connection to Hashem, it was an automatic thing. The, the Tzemach Tzedek would often quote Midrashim in his Maimur. And once, while saying a Maimur, he repeated the phrase, Tishrei v'tishpoik. Now most of the Hasidim hadn't heard of that expression before and they didn't know the source and the meaning of the phrase. And when the Rebbe finished the Maimur, so many Hasidim stayed in the base Medrash to review the phrase, to review the Maimur. Um, and when they got up to where the Rebbe said these words, they, they, all, they all looked around. Does anyone know what these words mean? Tishrei v'tishbeik? And suddenly, the Maharaj, who was just five or six years old at the time, he says, hey, yeah, it's a medrash. Come on, guys. And the Chassidim looked like shocked. They're like, which medrash? And he tells them, if you want me to tell you, you're going to have to give me something first. Right? After all, he is a kid. And he, he wants, you know, he wants to get bribed. And he demanded a certain toy. Yeah. 
says the Maharash, right? So one of the Hasidim right away ran, they, they got the item that he wanted, whatever it was, and the Maharash says, it's mentioned in Vayikra Rabbah, and he told them the exact place, the Perak and Pasuk, and he said, uh, like, like, he said, I read it in Tzienu Re'ena. Tzienu Re'ena was a famous Chumash, still exists till today, that, now they have it in English already. Basically it was a Chumash with Midrashim translated in easy Yiddish. It was really meant for like women to learn. Women didn't really learn so much back then, but this was like, like a book for them to read. And so I actually read it, a lot of it, not the whole thing, cover to cover. It's fascinating. Like I would say it's for men too. Um, he's saying, that's how I knew it. Um, now when he was six years old, he started a, a new thing, a new practice. Every day on his way home from Cheder, he would stop off at the home of his great uncle, Reb Chaim Avram, and he would ask him uh, for a story. And Reb Chaim Avram said, no problem. And sometimes he would say a story about his own father, the Alter Rebbe. Sometimes he would say a story about the Magid, the Balshemtev. Other stories were about his brother, the Mittler Rebbe. And each time Chaim Avram said a story, he would start with the following line. He said, I heard, this is a fake, we said this line a few times already. He said, I heard from my father, the Alter Rebbe, that the Magid once said, when I was a student of the Balshemtev, we considered the teachings heard from the Rebbe as Teir Shabbat and the stories that we heard him say over, were looked at as Taylor Shebichsav. And with these words, Reb Chaim Avram would uh, give over to a story to, to the Marash. And he would also show him how stories of Chassidim and Rabbeim are the foundations of the Chassidish way of life. It's not just about learning Chassidus as much as you can. Stories are so important for the growth of a chassid. For, not just for kids, for adults as well. So after hearing the story, the Maharash would continue making his way home. And the first time this took place, his father, who was very involved in his chinuch, he didn't know where his son just disappeared, right? So he asked him, where were you? Something special happened? He goes, no, I just stopped off at the Elter Fetter uh, Reb Chaim Avram, right? Because it was his great uncle. And he told me a story about the, the previous rabbeim. So his father said, meaning, he said, the way the, tzemach, the, way the Marash said it, oh, it was nothing. And his father said, hearing stories about Rebbeim is not just like, oh, it's nothing. It's something very special. You have to play, pay close attention to every detail that Reb Chaim Avram says because his words are precise and accurate. And you should also attempt to listen to stories said over by Elter Chasidim, not just from Reb Chaim Avram.